paid artists, unpaid interns. You're listening to Art Pros Podcast. Oh, it's good to be back. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody. Kind of took a little little uh, mini break for the holidays. And we're back. We are back. We're here. It's the Art Pros Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the day of the inauguration, Renzo. You do you feel do you feel yourself on the precipice of a new world, man? I I do a little bit. I feel a little bit better finally. Um now that the uh, the deal has been sealed. You know, we went through a little bit of a rocky couple weeks. Had to uh I'm sure that everybody else was feeling the tension right after that happened uh today. We are recording this on the day of the inauguration, so uh, everything everything worked out smoothly. They got <laughs> they got some defenses up apparently, so <laughs> they were prepared for anything they needed to be prepared for. It, it appears, and uh, yeah, it looks like everything's moving forward as as planned, more or less. Yeah, man, it's uh, you know, I trust the plan. I mean, as Nancy Pelosi put it. The, uh, the temple to democracy has been secured by the full weight of the American military. We have to protect our gods and leaders in the Senate and Congress, uh, the, uh, the priests of, of representation. I feel, I feel really, really represented when I look at the world around me. I think, wow, like everything that Senate and Congress does is really um, what they stand for is worth protecting. So I'm just glad we stopped all those... Uh, all those crazy QAnon boomers from from taking down the Capitol, like like bad uh, Amer. They're not those those weren't Americans. It's the most un-American thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, man, what's up with that? Like, what's up dude, with that? that's that's uh that's our that's everyone's house. It's our our house, not not mine and yours, but like it's like it's like they broke into their own house and messed house everything of the people. up. They went into they went into the garage and messed up dad's tools, man. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry, my god. There's people that are dying. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like it's like when you have roommates and and you you leave the house, you just cleaned up, everything looks fine, everything's orderly, and you leave to go to work or something. You come back and the place is trashed. You know, that pisses me off. How is Congress supposed to fix the leaky roof? If if they have to worry about indicting all of those all those rioters for the next six months, yeah, you know? man, you go you go back you go back to your place and you notice someone stole your your book, someone rubbed their their privates all over your stuff, so you know some your 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 computer got stolen, someone stole your painting, someone broke your paintings, someone broke through your window, your, your own roommate broke through your window, like <laughs> man, what's up with that, bro? What's up? With, you guys are crazy, man. All right. That's enough politics from the art pros. We're here to talk about things that are of actual consequence to to our brothers and sisters and uh, every everyone that is up here. You know, we're here to talk about things that matter to you, the interns, because we love you. Let's get started. We got a couple fun topics today, man. I think I think uh, you're all going to like this one. It, it features one of our favorite people to talk about one of the more premier names in the art industry <laughs> to tell you the truth it might be the only artist whose name we know for sure 
off the top of our like if you were to ask like name an artist yep oh that'd man be my who we're talking one. about who we talking about Renz? we're talking about jk jeff coons himself the big jokester that's why his uh initials are jk probably right yeah he's up to he's up to his normal stuff business as usual for jeff he's jeff doing coons yeah he's the fucking man dude you know jeff coons he looks he doesn't look at the present and think what's going on in america he doesn't he doesn't worry about that he's like elon musk he's always forward thinking oh yeah yeah for for the listeners who for some reason don't know who jeff is jeff is an artist very renowned artist very rich artist good at selling his own work he has a background in selling stuff actually so so this is a businessman you could argue is he he might be a better businessman than he is an artist uh but you know leave that up to you to interpret but look up his work he makes a lot of giant sculptures if you're familiar with those giant shiny balloon animals that's jeff's work yeah jeff coons he uh he made his money in the financial sector and then pivoted that into a very lucrative art career topping out at selling work for 91 million dollars via christie's which is insane. Now, Jeff Koons, as we described him, is a genius, certifiably. I mean, he's always forward thinking. You know, everyone right now is going to Taco Bell's. I go to Taco Bell's every day, like at least once a day, and I see the automated cashier system. But that didn't start happening until like 2018. But since 2015, Jeff Koons has significantly cut back his staff of studio assistants in order to move into a new studio. And how is he able to do that? I mean, this guy does paintings that are like 20 feet wide. You know, he's making like 30 art pieces a, a, a year. And the way that he's cutting back that staff is by moving towards a decentralized automation driven one. I mean, Jeff Koons is literally like Elon Musk. He's making the tesla of art studios he's using robots is what i'm trying to get at yep 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 he's he's downsizing big time every year he's cutting people back i want to know i want to know how he's able to accomplish all of these architectural feats and you know he doesn't all uh, only do sculptural work he has a bunch of paintings too like what is the extent of this I want to see what that studio looks like. And I'm sure that he keeps it all under wraps, probably just to not expose his big money making techniques. I mean, this dude is basically Andy Warhol, who also was famously known for having a factory of workers to make replications of his art prints. Uh, he was he was really about quantity as much as he may maybe was about quantity quality uh that's that's a subjective uh argument though but but coons is like that but 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 when on steroids i don't know how else to describe it his pieces are grandiose they're not the uh take on consumerism that warhol was focused on coons is about making things big and leaving the reason for making these things in the air because i mean he's making giant balloon animals he's making giant piles of play-doh he's making basketballs that are floating in some sort of water solution in a tank of of liquid he, he's a weird guy and when he's asked what his art means his usual go-to answer is i don't know it's cool 
I like it. I like. I think people will like looking at it. I mean, come on. What else does he need to say? I mean, he doesn't need to say anything. No, he's, he himself sold his own artwork for a record like $90 million. And it was just like this, this moderately sized sculpture of a chrome balloon animal rabbit. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, so he had a giant show at uh, one of the biggest galleries in the world in 2015. And then over the next year, around 50 assistants were dismissed in two rounds of layoffs. And then two years later, he cut the size of his painting department from 60 people to around 30. So that's getting rid of about half of them. Now, according to news.artnet.com, the way he cut them off is a little fucked up. You know, he he put a bunch of employees on unpaid time off before the holidays. And then once they got back, he let them go officially. And no severance, nothing. I mean, that's fine. You know, that happens all the time in businesses. But he's really forward thinking. You know, he drew a comparison to him and Andy Warhol, where Andy Warhol was taking like the main production sort of line of production that consumerism was using at the time. And Jeff Koons is doing the same thing, but maybe he's a few years ahead where Andy Warhol had people working in a factory essentially. And now Jeff Koons is getting rid of people and turning it into robot robots, you know, automation. Yeah. He's got a Koons fulfillment center where he fulfills all of his wildest dreams. Jeff Koons looks a lot like Jeff Bezos. I mean, I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. <laughs> he with hair. Is this just performance art of Jeff Koons? Is he trying? Is he trying to point at the problems of the of the art world by saying, "Oh, look, the biggest artists in the world, they need to cut loose employees to automate just to keep up with the times." Man, how do you feel about this cut down? This movement towards an automated art making studio? I don't necessarily like the way he he is his weak strategy for laying off his employees by not even paying them uh for their vacation time before telling him that they weren't going to be coming back i don't like that he could have been more forward now uh i do also know based off of coons's history that he hasn't always been a very he wasn't always known for treating his employees well in the first place so i think that the advancement is a very corporate minded one because that's my natural reaction to seeing automated processes replacing manpower i i've seen it firsthand i used to work at the grocery store in san diego when i was a teenager this was a long time ago and that that we had automated machines getting built there I thought that was kind of interesting at the time. And even our local uh, fast food joint had two automated kiosks that they were doing for uh, testing because that that fast food joint happened to be one of the restaurants that they would do tests on. Like they would have experimental uh, menu items. And this one in particular also had the automatic automatic serving machine. Um, automatic teller, I guess you could say. It was an ATM, but for for cheeseburgers. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff's doing that with art. He's... I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I keep thinking about like those machines that I've seen in the fulfillment centers. I've even seen some of those robots in 
the uh, the Lego factory. They got Lego factory robots doing work too. Uh, so I don't know. This is it, it is a machine. In this case, is a machine as good as a human in producing this work? Because when these works are finished, they are Jeff Koons' pieces, you know, by title. So when a robot does it, does it really make a difference? You don't see the faces of the artists who actually made this work anyways. So is it better if he's going to treat the artists like crap anyways? If he's going to go and pull a a shady-ass tactic of of saying, no, you guys can go on an unpaid vacation. That's a triggering word. But then they don't even get to come back. So that's not even a vacation. That's just a soft firing. He's like trying to procrastinate. Maybe he was too too scared to do it. I don't know. But if you're going to treat people like that, you might as well use robots, man. Just just pull the Band-Aid off and, and stop messing with people's checks. Stop messing with their lives. Man, I think there's no question. I think there's no question that robots are better okay. at making this artwork. Because with humans, you have these fucking people that expect to get paid. You know, they're like, they're like, hey, man, I heard you sold that art for $91 million. And they want to get fucking paid for their time and their labor and their effort that you just put your name on. I mean, why do that when you could just have robots that um, don't, that just do it for free? That, that's what that's how i feel about it i mean robots make the best unpaid interns it's clear i mean i have a roomba i don't have a maid just kidding i don't have a roomba but if i did want something that i paid for to clean my shit i certainly want wouldn't want something that's going to call me racist sexist bigoted or anything like that or have the potential to call me out on my insufferable labor practices and persona i mean jeff coons is the fucking cold play of art so, you know, robots rule. <laughs> <laughs> they make the best unpaid interns. Well, not yeah. as good as you guys. Yeah. You know I mean. For Jeff's for Jeff's purposes, it is his best bet. He treats his he treats his workers as well as he treat a robot, it sounds like. Why I mean he's not gonna pay that robot. He has to like if he could make a one time payment for you to work at his factory without asking him any questions, without having to deal with you taking a break. That would, that would probably be his ideal situation. Like if you lived in the factory night and day, kind of like a Butler <laughs> and we're constantly working or, or, or like a slave. Yeah. I don't want to deal with someone $80,000 for an education and then just want to be paid fairly yeah, human workers don't have warranties, you know? You can't just send them back and get a new one. Yeah, he's just like, like you know, this this employee is too emotional. Really, I want to keep my 90 million as much of it as possible. So I have a dilemma. This is me pretending to be Jeff Koons. I see some numbers on Glassdoor, and it looks like if you're a designer, which means it sounds like the designer is a person that probably comes up with what the art looks like. You get to make a whopping uh, $56,000 a year. Ooh, that's actually pretty good in the art world. Yeah, that's not bad for making the art that sold for $90 million, right? No, no, I'm just kidding. That no. happened in the 80s. <laughs> but I'm sure, like, let's say he sold it for $2 million, you know? Um, painters. Painter salaries. 
They're starting at 21 an hour. Oh, master sculptor. Master sculptor salaries, $58,000 a year. Senior manager for sculpture, 64000 a year. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, that's not too bad. It's not too I bad. I mean, you know, so he uh, paid them fairly for a time, but I can understand that's a lot of money. That's but those aren't entry-level positions. No. No, it's not. But that is a ton of money. Just kidding. It's yeah. not that much money. But it feels like it's a lot of money bad. when I look at my. Like, hey, yeah, you know, fifty-six thousand would be pretty good. Uh, yeah. Would it? Would it? Would it mess with you though to know all of that about Jeff? Like, like, is it any different? Is it any different than working for Nike when you see that Nike is making millions and millions as well? Does it feel different? I mean, so the biggest difference between those two is that, like, Nike set up the, the manufacturing and the supply line. Nike and others are complicit in uh, China's slave labor. That's what a report is suggesting. 80,000 Uyghurs have been used to make Nike products. Right. Like, when you're a designer at Nike, you make the design once and that's it. But these staffers were actually... You know, aside from the design department, like the master sculptor, like they physically produced the thing, like they put in the labor that gave it its value. Unless Jeff Kuhn's name is all that matters and that's why it sells, then why even make anything of value at all? Just make garbage and sell it. That's really what I that's really what I feel like. And you know what? One could say that Jeff Kuhn's literally did make garbage when he made that giant pile of Play-Doh. Yeah, like, I mean, any if that was normal size, any mom would probably throw it away. I just don't get why you like just make this one piece and then never work again. Like he's working. It's crazy that he works. Like that he makes art. Man, he got bit. What like people? You know, when you make that first mill, when you're a money man, like Jeff, we were talking about him being a businessman. That's you know you can't you can't take no for an answer. He seems like a competitive cat. Yeah, he does. He wants that cash. I See, guess to stay competitive, you gotta move into automation because that's just that's just where it's going, man. That's all the all the big designers are going is automation. I do agree with you though. I think it is in the name, you know. Try let's say Nike has a design, another and another plant gets a hold of that exact same design and releases it before Nike releases their line of of shoes. Same exact design released it beat nike to the punch they're not going to sell as much of that as nike same with jeff coons let's say one of these master sculptors master designers or whatever um steals no takes one of the ideas that he was supposed to make for jeff in jeff's name goes off and starts his own studio and makes it do you think he'll sell it he has do you think he has the chutzpah as Jeff does to be able to walk into Christie's and say, I want 90 mil for this or like 10. I want 10 mil for this. Let's, let's take it back down to earth. I mean, I guess it's just like stocks, huh? Yeah. Like, like who, who are you? Uh, Joe, Joe green, Joe green. Why are you making copycat? Uh, I guess balloon animal echidnas instead of bunny. What's What is this? What's with this? You're copying Jeff. He's like, no, no, no. I've, I've been designing for Jeff for 20 years. He sold one of the things I designed for 90 mil. No, you don't understand. And then the buyer from Christie's goes, no, you don't understand. Your name's Joe Green, not Jeff Coons. What do you, what do you want me to do with this balloon animal echidna? You know?
I'll, I'll be the laughing stock of Christie's. They'll laugh me out the door. Get this out of here. Get it out of here. We don't want yeah. this shit. Yeah. I want Jeff Koons' pile of Play-Doh. The same one over and over and over again. I want to go to all my rich friends' houses and see the same fucking sculpture I have so that we can all agree what fine art really looks like. They don't know who you are, Joe Green. It'd be hilarious to see an article of... you. Have you seen those articles that say cleaning crew accidentally cleans up fine art or something like that. <laughs> It'd be funny if that happened. It was gigantic, like 12 foot pile of Play-Doh. I mean, that's the insurrection that we need, right? Is for us to go in there and turn that Play-Doh into something meaningful. <laughs> turn it into something oh, meaningful. Man. Maybe, uh, maybe steal it. I really like that. I like that piece a lot though. I think it's pretty yeah. neat. It is pretty stupid, neat. stupid giant pile of Play-Doh. But you know what? We have to sympathize. We have to sympathize with these people who lost their jobs because of that fucking... Ex- you know how expensive... You know that he required a fucking degree. And those those degrees are so expensive, man. They're so fucking expensive. How many of those people... Pro- uh, I wonder how many of them actually get to see and speak to Jeff when they're making that thing. He probably has people speak to him for them. Or speak to them for him. I feel like he goes into the center of the room and then speaks really loudly but to himself about what he wants to happen that day because he just can't bring to bear talking to peasants you know the same thing with with congress like, he can't talk to peasants um yeah he he low-key has been wearing a mask since like he started the warehouse so he doesn't breathe the same air that the the workers do yeah he's always worn a mask and everyone's like wow dude you're so forward thinking in this time of covid he's like what he has yeah. no idea. He doesn't even know what's going yeah. on. He just doesn't want to breathe the same air as the peasants. He doesn't want anyone else to breathe his uh, exhale air. Hey, I feel him. I feel him. Get the robots. Kick these fucking people out of here. You know, they're they're worthless. They're worthless. Don't treat them like people. Robots don't complain. People do. Um, mm-hmm. That's man. right. And I'm just I'm just waiting for someone to stand up. Stand up for the little guy in the art world do, do you know of anyone you know any any uh anybody standing up for the little guy in the art world runs i don't i don't think so but um do you man you ever heard of this uh this little company this little beer company it's a, it's a tiny little beer company anheuser anheuser uh Do, doogie hauser bush natural light natural light Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you, you mean to tell me you're not trying to tell me that they're trying to stand up for artists, right? Because that'd be that'd be that'd be exciting news. Yeah, man. Natural Light's trying to stand up for artists. You know, they they uh, they stepped down from their high horse or climbed up onto their they climbed up onto their high horse and created the world's most expensive piece of art ever. Whoa, 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 whoa. More than Jeff's ninety million dollar thing. More than Jeff's $90 million art piece. More than Da Vinci's Salvatore Mundi, it, which is, you know, 600 years old. It's a pretty old fucking Da Vinci painting. That sold for $450 million. How could Natural that Natural light. Because <laughs> paintings You're are messing fucking expensive. No, man. Natural light made a piece of art that's valued at $470 million. I'm not buying it. I'm so... I feel so enlightened and so happy that... This um, uh, this little mom and pop beer company 
would stand up and point out the problems and in in the system you know woke now that is woke that's what i call woke so here we go and it says here's how to see the most expensive work of art in the world full disclosure this is an article from thrillist.com and the description made me laugh it said its creator might come as a surprise and when i first saw this article i was wondering where it was gonna lead I knew it was going to be stupid, but I did not know that it would be this stupid because, as we have said, this art piece, the, quote, most expensive art piece in the world, was created by Natural Light. That's the artist. Okay, so just wrap (laughs) your mind around that. And this art Natty Light, the champagne of beers. It is composed of 2,600 diplomas. That is their most expensive art piece in the world. Way to rub it in, natural light. Way to rub it in. It describes in this article, the most expensive piece of art in the world, according to a press release, is composed of 2,600 diplomas, which, per natural light's math, parentheses, each four-year college degree is worth $180,000. Amounts of work valued at about 470 million smackadoodles. Now, if you're paying $180,000 for a diploma, if you're in debt, 180 grand, I am so sorry that the the financial institutions have done you so dirty. They've done me dirty. I got some. I got a little bit of debt myself. I ain't worried too much about it, too. I'm a little salty. But all right, so before I move on, I want to describe what this actually looks like, what these 2,600 diplomas look like, and they have some documentation here. It looks like a bunch of, um, literally a bunch of di- diplomas suspended from this chandelier. Um, and it's in a large... And it's in a large room. It's in a temporary installation in New York City in Grand Central Station's Vanderbilt Hall. No, it won't be there from the time of this recording. It would have been taken down on January 16th. But yeah, that's it. For those of you who are still struggling to imagine it in your head, do you remember the scene from Harry Potter uh, when <laughs> when they're trying to send him his uh, his hogwarts acceptance letter and all of the it's it's culminating into all these letters spilling into the dursley household like a fucking hurricane that's what that's what natural light is trying to do here they have a hurricane a tornado of college diplomas (laughs) floating up to the ceiling and Uh, um uh... yeah it looks like total shit it looks really bad it looks really dumb It looks really dumb, which is funny. So in their official press release, you know, they cite only in the art world can a single banana sell for $120,000 and an artist used bedsheets go for over $150,000. While other artworks like these are valued arbitrarily, the value of Da Vinci of Debt, which is the name of this piece, is derived from the average total cost of a four-year college education. The result is a piece of art valued at $470 million, besting the most expensive piece of art ever sold at public auction. Now, these (laughs) fucking guys, man, 
He's so they're like they're like all right, U.S. college debt is reaching a new record high of one point seven trillion dollars, which is is a bunch of bullshit. Like let's let's not. I mean, I appreciate the sentiment, but these fucking guys have the audacity to throw shade at a completely different industry than themselves for fucking for a press release. <laughs> you know, like like yeah, I really want to get fucking pontificated to about the the interior decorations of the wealthiest class like like we're artists right and they're shitting on art as if the average art maker who would care about college debt even thinks about a hundred twenty thousand dollar fucking banana like we don't fucking care and they're here like wealthy people aren't going to look at this and be like oh wow they're really making a statement on art they're just going to look at it and be like wow that's that's fucking r-worded um (laughs) you know they're gonna be like that's such a waste of time dude like that's not what art is and for them to fucking think that making this piece and then calling it art is gonna do anything but piss everyone off is ridiculous this is what happens when you let when, when you give your managing managing marketing director uh the the carte blanche to to make a fine art piece this is what happens. And, you know, let's follow the logic here a little bit because there's so much to unpack in this. So this says, this states that um, there are 2,600 real diplomas collectively valued at $470 million. We were laughing about this earlier. Did they ask their own employees to get diplomas so they could hang it from the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many and people did they buy employ? it? I... If it's Anheuser-Busch, which releases natural light, probably a lot, man. Because this says they're they're created with authentic physical diplomas provided by real college graduates across the country. You know? Let's let's break down how they came to this value of $470 million, right? So they're using college diplomas, which at cost, they're estimating to be $180,000. But that's not how art is valued. Right, like, like when you paint an oil painting, you could spend five hundred dollars on the oil paints, and if someone isn't going to buy it for that much, then it's not fucking worth that much, right? If someone's only going to pay you twenty bucks for your oil painting that costs five hundred dollars in materials, it's a twenty dollar fucking painting. So where do mm-hmm. you guys get off trying to shit on the art market and not even understanding the way that these arbitrary values that you are criticizing even like come to light? It's not. It's it's worth nothing to me it's worth you much like the college degrees are to to jeff coon's former employees uh it's worthless to me as it was to them because you know a robot you don't have to pay is worth more than than one hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of education Mm-mm-mm. it says here that um says natural light is calling on the deep pockets of the fine art world to view its exhibit and are open to entertaining bidders on the historic art world man please who's gonna buy this big ass tornado of other people's diplomas what if that person needs that diploma they're not gonna send this back i mean they're (laughs) also if i if i buy it if we buy it does that mean we have 2600 bachelor degrees like i you could apply for anything oh man whoa yes i have no work experience but i have bought you know you file through one of your one year man no man you could be living the dream man let's say let's let's say you're a one percenter you're like i've never 
gone to a single day of of college in my life this is the perfect opportunity for me to to work and be a real normal person and now you pay what is it the the low low price of of however many million did we 470 million dollars that's it that's it and you could study whatever you want now (laughs) that's such a baller move that's essentially the line of logic that they're following, right? They're like, oh, this is worth $470 million because it has $470 million worth of college degrees in it. That's the same <laughs> line of logic as if someone were to buy this shit, they would have 2,600 degrees. I'm the most educated man in the world because I, I, ha- I hold the most degrees. They're my degrees. I paid for them. I'm the most educated man in the fucking world. I'm the smartest. And I'm the I'm, I'm better than Da Vinci, obviously. Yeah. And the biggest yep. uh, thing that pisses me off about this, I mean, I think it's funny. Like, I get what they're trying to do. But one of the biggest things that pisses me off is this is all just a publicity stunt for their, their college debt relief program. So they're allowing people to apply for their natural light college debt relief program, which I'm guessing is just like a lottery. And <laughs> they're just, it's $1 million in debt relief. That's what they're offering, right? So they have this oh, this four hundred seventy million dollar art piece. You think that if they sell that, they're gonna put that into their college debt relief program? Do you think that's what they're gonna do? The optimist in me wants to say that they want to do something like that. I don't know. It proves you, they gotta prove it to me because I'm not an accountant. I don't know how they're how they're uh, playing with these numbers, you know. When you get that much money, it's just a numbers game. You're kind of just shifting money around like like it's a solitaire game or something. Also, when, when college uh, program costs like skyrocket in the next 10 years because of inflation and each college degree costs like $300,000, is that going to up the price of this piece too? See, I don't know. Is, is education going to be as valued in the future? Because obviously robots are soon to be able to do anything an educated person can you know normally needs to spend four years to learn or a couple years in trade school yeah i mean you know welding robots and graphic design robots and all 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 the sort not man like i i don't think we need to worry about it bro you know why because we got we got companies like natural light who care about our futures to take care of us yeah i mean they care about us so much they're the largest alcoholic beverage company in the world. And when I think of people who care about the success of the human race, I think of, well, number one, I think of big tobacco. I'm like, yeah, tobacco really cares about the people. Number two, I think of, of pharmaceutical companies. And then number three, third, third biggest uh, care amount of people in the world is, is the alcohol industry. You know, Anheuser-Busch. Raking in a $52.3 billion a year in selling alcohol. I mean, alcohol, it's, I mean, it's saved people. They have to care about people because without people, who's going to drink alcohol? Robots don't drink alcohol. They don't. No. They don't. That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. You know what I think is funny is um, seeing those big 30 packs of natural light and seeing like a printed promo for their college debt relief on the side of it. <laughs> Support college debt relief by buying this 30-pack for your beer pong party. They want people to go to college so that they fucking drink. (laughs) That's why they want people to go to college. That's what it's for. Drinking in excess and 
and rape culture, I guess, right? That's uh dude, imagine how big of a market they do have from college students. That's actually I, that's a big brain move. I mean, specifically natural light. I I've drinking enough natural light to fill one of those, like, you know, those um what are they called? The punching bags that you're supposed to fill with water. I've drinking <laughs> that that much natural light, like at least at least ten times over. And that was just that was just when I was in school. You know, oh, for sure, dude. Probably not as a lad. You know, when you're a little kid, you can't handle like, adult alcohols like whiskey. So, like when you're like seven, you got to drink natural light because it just goes down so smooth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like apple juice. I mean, that's why they make it that that light, right? Is so that teenager, like late teenagers who are drinking it, um, can handle it because they haven't drank an alcohol before you know it's it's a gateway yeah. drug it's like um it's like if if you want to get someone addicted to pills you start them with like adhd medication and then as they get older <laughs> you tell them oh you have anxiety so here's xanax and then boom all of a sudden flintstone gummies yeah <laughs> exactly natural light is the flintstone gummies of the alcohol I think truly is the Flintstone gummies now. It's 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 different now. It's <laughs> truly, truly delicious though. I like truly. My cousins my cousins put me on to, to uh, truly. I went back for Christmas and that's what they were doing. I, one of my little cousins. It was super funny because she kept trying to uh, get get whoever was at the Christmas party to do to shotgun trulys with her. I was like, why do you keep <laughs> shotgunning Trulies? And she was TikToking or, or Snapchatting them. I thought it was pretty, I felt pretty good. I felt like I was included. I felt young again. I was like, you know what? I'll do that with you. Come on, let's go out in the back. I mean, that's not what I normally think of when I think of uh, of drinking Trulies. But yeah, dude, shotgun a Truly. Fuck it. Why not? Like, you only live once. <laughs> yeah, she shotgunned with her uncle, her dad, me, cousins. For those of you who who don't know what a truly is, I'm sure some of you have seen it. It's basically like sparkling water um, with like a three percent alcohol, like alcohol volume. It's like Lacroix. It's alcoholic Lacroix. Yeah, and it doesn't it taste. It's only a little bit bitter, um, which is good. I think. I think that is the new wave. Everyone loves them. I feel good. I feel good about the future. Because here's what my vision is. Because through through the philanthropy of natural light of Anheuser Busch, I feel like we're gonna start to see some really amicable beer pong contests where loser has to donate to the college debt relief program. You know, they <laughs> <laughs> got a Venmo and Anheuser Busch a couple dollars because uh, people, people are gonna start to care. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be from the people. I There's, just can't yeah. believe. You know, like they're doing, they're doing so much good from the, from the $1 million that they are promising to college debt relief, which, you know, at their own calculations is relief for five people to the, uh, to the 95,000 people that die of out like alcoholism each year. I mean, they're just <laughs> fucking for the people, man. And I'm not against alcohol, but I sure as shit am not against the largest purveyor of cheap and shitty alcohol that you could possibly have. Oh my I'm sure God. truly is a fucking Anheuser-Busch product. We probably sound like assholes. <laughs> oh my God. I got to see. I got to find it out. I got to trust the internet at my fingertips. It, oh no, a little truly? small, uh, little small mom and pop program, Boston Beer Company. <laughs> Boston Beer Company. 
White Claw. Oh, that's another one. White Claw. See, it's like a. It's crazy that they make all these drinks um, that are like sweet and don't taste like alcohol because they they took all that away from the tobacco companies. They're like, no, 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 no uh, candy flavored cigarettes, no, uh, no cotton candy vapes, which I'm fucking 26 and I want to fucking smoke a cotton candy vape. But they're going to let these beer companies allow lightweights to drink with us. I want people to drink Kentucky gentlemen like adults. Well, it might as well go all the way, you know. You don't, if you're gonna be down with alcohol, if you want to drink alcohol, I would want to know how down you really are, how loyal you are. If you're not willing to at least take a shot, what business do you have drinking a truly? That's my logic. Yeah, man, we're here to gatekeep, um, you know, alcoholism. You're not a real <laughs> alcoholic unless you drink whiskey. Nope. Yep. Alcoholic. <laughs> alcoholic gatekeepers yeah oh my god i'm just kidding i have i mean i I barely drink now you know why because because it's expensive because it's so fucking ex- you know what i'm i'm on team natural light again because that shit is cheap yeah bro how what's the most that you can buy in one you, is there more is there anything bigger than a 30 pack you could buy uh you could probably buy a pallet of it you know if you have the money to throw down <laughs> in bulk nope They'll come oh, by keg. and drop off a pallet. Yeah, you can buy a keg of Natty Light for the house. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Some, some light spending, you know? Buy yourself yeah. a keg. I like those little... I've never... I don't think I've ever had it from it, but, you know, remember those little mini Heineken kegs? I I, yeah. I kind of like it, like how they look for some reason. I'm curious. Yeah, they're kind of cute. Yeah. Like, they, uh... In TV and, and college movies make kegs seem so much more prevalent in adult society than they really are like when i was a wee lad drinking i remember thinking man i can't wait to have my house keg and now i'm an adult and like no one's house i go to has a keg Mm -mm. at least not visible they always hide it in like like under the cabinet or something yeah you know maybe it's something that it's kind of too a little too responsible for some people to yeah to buy your beer in bulk yeah like like you know it's like it's kind of like having a propane tank because you got to go to the place you get it refilled make sure it's clean go back to your house you reassemble it that's too inconvenient i want to go to the store buy a box make a bunch of litter I want some, I want to throw my cans away in the trash instead of the recycling. That's what I want to do. I want to do the easy thing. Kegs don't seem, don't strike me as easy because you, you got to work with science, what figure out if the pressure is right. Why, why isn't it as foamy or crisp as a can of beer? I don't know about kegs, man. It's well, too, it, really it makes man. too much sense. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think even kegs are not, that's not sustainable enough. I mean, we all have toilets, you know, we could be making our own Pruno, bespoke mm-hmm. Pruno for the household. Don't even have to worry about the aluminum. Mm-hmm. The keg, oh, you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is, is really intelligent and it's almost, it's almost as intelligent as, uh, as this genius there's a genius, you know, this guy. So magic mushrooms have been in the, they've been in the news a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the man who took a leap of faith that, that no one else would? Who is that? A 30 year old man with bipolar disorder. I don't see why that's relevant. Injected himself with magic mushrooms, which contain the psychedelic drug psilocybin in a failed attempt to trip. The mushrooms grew in the man's bloodstream and caused his body 
to go into organ failure. He is being treated with long-term use of antifungals and antibiotics. Oh my god. That is insane, man. That's see, that's why that's why I believe that fung fungi are are not given the credit that they deserve. You know, th- these these mic these microorganisms have the uh, tenacity to grow in a human being's uh, bloodstream. He injected it, listeners. Interns. Yeah. He injected <laughs> this stuff into his bloodstream, into his veins. I'm, you know what? Maybe, I mean, clearly, mushrooms are... <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I don't know, man. Like, did this inspire? Was this one of the processes done to inspire and awaken these natural light people, they didn't microdose on it. They maxi dosed and they came up with the idea <laughs> for the diplomas. That's a big brain idea. I don't know. I don't want to make fun of this guy who injected <laughs> <laughs> himself. I already did. Oh man. I'm SOL. Well, he, he took a, he took steps in the realm of science that most lesser men would be scared to take. Right. I mean, when's the last time you heard of of Johns Hopkins, who's the leading psychedelic mushroom researcher, apparently, uh, injecting mushrooms into people? I haven't heard about that. This guy saw science. He saw a hole in in people's um, hypotheses. He said, why are we eating this? If it's so good for for your brain, why not inject it? And although it, it proved not to do what he thought it would prove, it did demonstrate that mushrooms may be the strongest race on the planet you know the master race (laughs) jesus christ man like the logic like i've heard of people sticking stuff in their butt because it absorbs better he could have done that it would have been that weird well i'm Uh, sure i'm sure that he did that dude i don't think you you don't jump straight to injecting i just all right, this is the world we live in now. We just we just <laughs> covered three different and and equally interesting interesting characters here. Now we are of course calling Natural Light a character because as people may remember or recognize that corporations are people too. So we got we got Anheuser Busch, <laughs> we got Jeff, and we got this guy who injected himself with with magic mushrooms. Now you tell me interns write it down in our comments and tell us which one has the biggest brain i'm just kidding <laughs> you could <laughs> no i'm not i want to know who's the smartest of those three <laughs> i'm gonna go with jeff coons i mean he doesn't have to pay his interns i i think my my initial reaction was to say that the anheuser-busch corporation slash person is the smartest because of their recognition in the the target market of of natural light drinkers, which is probably a lot of them probably college students. So that they got the college to college connection. But that's going that's that's going head to head with another equally as savvy businessman in Jeff who is looking ahead. Who's looking more ahead? That's that's how I'm weighing this at. Is is Nat Anheuser Busch natural light looking ahead in terms of of we want to protect our investment of crappy beer we want to still compete with truly and white claw who are taking some of our market share which we want to keep 
and we're going to do it by being woke. We're going to be socially progressive instead of manufacturally, operationally progressive. That's the correct way to say it. It's hard to say. You know, is being social smarter than being organized, making sure you maximize your profits? I think not. I think I think you're right. I think I just uh, made the decision. It's Jeff. Jeff's the winner in this head-to-head battle of wits and brains, intelligence, uh, through the lens of capitalism. I agree. But, you know, I do want to give a special shout-out to this mushroom man, the magic mushroom <laughs> man, for being the most visionary of, of the three. Um, I mean, typically visionaries operate in the field of science more so than art so here was already at an advantage but like you know jeff coons moving to automation we saw we saw mcdonald's do that we saw elon musk do that anheuser-busch make making a statement about expensive art i mean we have fucking 65 episodes about that bullshit but never in my life no matter how many college diplomas i buy would i have ever been so forward-thinking so visionary as to move past shoving mushrooms up my ass to get high and straight into injecting them. I mean, just just to be... Okay, so I've tried to grow mushrooms before. Not magic mushrooms. I've tried to grow like eating mushrooms before. It's pretty fucking hard. So for this guy to figure out how to liquefy it, get it into a syringe, inject the mushrooms into his body, and then for, for that to be so successful and not kill the, the spores so as to grow inside of his body is pretty fucking smart, man. This guy is a true visionary, and I hope to see more of his work in the future. I want to know what he did, because he made tea. But like you said, you got to make sure those spores are, are still alive. And this dude must have been, must have had some, some rich, rich blood. Um, a lot of nutrients, you know? I mean, this guy's trying to make himself feel better. He was trying to use it therapeutically. I mean, the technique wasn't all the way there, I would say. But the intention was to uh, treat, to, to do some self-treatment. Just Definitely. The intention is a 10 out of 10, but the execution, <laughs> let's give it a 7. Yeah, a little needed. I mean, seven, 7 for experimentation, trying something new always gets a couple points in my book. Execution, maybe no. if he, if he yeah. you put it in and then you inject bleach after to kill the living spores just a bit you got to dilute it a little with yeah, just a little, a little bit, bit more of the mushroom water yeah <laughs> yeah you need a good solvent <laughs> all right man you got anything else you want to tell the people man not really not really i think that this uh this was a whole lot to chew on <laughs> to chew on i hope you know to sip on you gotta sip on we're sipping on this tea thinking about our future where natural light is trying to to be woke i don't know stand up for the little guy this is really weird to me you got jeff finally coming clean and saying look screw it i'm not gonna hire anyone anymore and then you got the somebody who had mushrooms growing inside their body <laughs> so 
That's, Amazing. that's where we're at. It's incredible. Amazing. 2021 is hot. We're off to a good start. All right, guys. If you want to uh, connect with us on the social medias, it's um, paid.artists on Instagram. We have a website, artprospodcast.com. We have an, a Gmail, artprospodcast.gmail.com. If you want to check out our Discord or our Patreon, the links are on our website, and we will link it in the description as well. Thank you so much. I know that the Art Pros has some spicy takes sometimes, but we're going to cut back. Every episode from now on is going to be your favorite art podcast ever that doesn't ever say anything bad about anybody. Yeah, we're going to knock it down from uh, NC-17 to like PG-14. PG-13 yeah, PG is a little 14. too low. Yeah, PG-14, when you get a little bit more development in your uh, gray matter, in the cortex, in the cortex area. Um, Once your brain gets a couple more folds in it and you can handle adult conversation, you know. Yeah, it's going to be calcified pineal friendly, so. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to calcify your pineal gland. I want you to see nothing. Yeah, none of this content's going to be... It's not too big for the art world at all. No, 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 no. We want to make sure that we are... uh, We want to be soccer mom approved so we Mm -hmm. don't get deleted off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A good old grassroots, homegrown type of podcast. Something you you can take uh, to your mama. Yes, something you can take home to your parents. All right, all right, all right. Anything else? (laughs) Uh, That's all I know, man. All right, we love you guys. You guys are great, amazing, the best artists in the world. (laughs) Yep. Shouts out to you if you made it all the way uh, to this.